I'm Debbie Chu, and this is SEO in 2023. Debbie, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? For 2023, I would say link building is going to be all about diversifying your tactics and building relationships. Building relationships. Okay, well, let's uh, dive into then link building itself and ask you what link building tactics are most effective at the moment? I would say a lot of people are focusing their efforts on something like guest posting. So I think guest posting, there's a lot of great things about it. You can have control over the content that you write, the pages that you link to, the anchor text that you use, and things like that. Maybe even like with one guest post, maybe you're able to get three or even more links to your website. So those are also really awesome things. But on the other hand, I think guest posting, it is a bit of a numbers game. You're sending a bunch of emails out to people. And honestly, some people are not the most fond of getting this type of email, especially if they don't advertise guest posting. And if I'm a like high, high authoritative site, I might not be open to letting people have, uh, create a guest post and then link to their site because I want to protect my link equity. I know my links are very valuable. I'm not going to freely give that away. So instead of just focusing on something like guest posting, I would look at other tactics. So there are some that are maybe like higher risk. So guest posting is a bit lower risk. Um, medium low reward, but there are tactics out there like creating a research report. So let's say there is a topic that I'm really interested in and I do a study. So maybe I do a poll of a bunch of people and then I learn some interesting statistics or data points about this topic. And then I share that with journalists or content writers that's going to be something that's much more valuable for them. That's going to be something that they want to actually link to. And that's going to be what I would recommend in terms of more long-term, high-risk, high-reward tactics. So, I mean, that's really a combination of SEO and digital PR, isn't it? And uh, yeah, exactly. would you say that um, ideally what you should be doing is is trying to build relationships with, with top journalists in your area and actually perhaps even give them uh, your report as, as a unique piece of content so that o only they can publish it? Or are you talking about distributing it to as many places as possible? I would say distributing it to as many places as possible. It's very possible that many journalists are interested in reporting this one uh, study that you do. So definitely don't limit yourself if possible. Like Try to do find statistics or find uncovered data that is going to be interesting to a large group of audience that's going to kind of widen your net. You can approach even more journalists as opposed to something that's like very, very specific to your product. So what are some of the more effective ways to actually start that relationship building? If you don't really know any journalists, any top writers personally, um, do you reach out to them on social media, start following them, start commenting and, and maybe ideally start interacting with them on a one-to-one -one basis? Or do you ideally need to perhaps meet them face-to-face -face at uh, events as well? I would say for journalists, it's really about understanding what they cover. So maybe reading the actual posts that they write and kind of following and understanding what 
types of topics that they want to cover. And so you know exactly whether or not your report matches what they are interested in reporting about. So I think aside from just building a relationship with journalists, I think what's a little bit easier is to build relationships with maybe partners of your product or service. So let's say I have this app, I integrate with this other app, I'm going to try to talk to them and see if maybe we can amplify each other. So maybe I can guest post on their site, they can guest post on my site. And then maybe in the future, I have I create a really interesting report, they find that report also very valuable, and they can share that report with their readers or their customers. Um, and then I can build a relationship that way. So then I'm not only just getting a link from our guest post, but I'm building that relationship so that I can increase the amount of links and mentions and, and interactivity with my partners. So that's another approach I would kind of go towards. And then I think another thing with uh, building relationships with journalists is um, going back to that is the using a, like a service called HARO, H-A-R-O, which stands for help a reporter out. So if I'm a journalist, I'm looking for a subject matter expert to give me a quote on a topic that I'm writing about, I'm going to post my request on Harrow. And then let's say I'm a subject matter expert, I can submit my quote and potentially get a link that way, as well as build a relationship. And I think those two are really key. You have to not only be able to provide your help, but also maintain that relationship with that person. Yeah, I love that. There are a lot of great advice there. Um, it's it's so important that you try and personalize your outreach as, as, as you covered to begin with, yeah. um, because there are so many emails, as you mentioned, that, that you get. And it's so yeah. obvious that people haven't even looked at your website or, or thought about how you can really practically work together or, or commented yes. based on yes. what you've actually published. If someone's just raised the bar slightly by demonstrating that they're actually reading your content, then you're much more likely to listen to what they have to say. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's funny, sometimes you get an email saying like, oh, I read your blog post on blah, blah, blah. And then when I see that, I honestly think, did you really like... Mm. I honestly need to demonstrate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly the same thing happens to me with with, with podcasts, people reaching out, you know, I'd love to be on your show. I loved your last episode. Really? Okay. Tell me (laughs) specifically something about what was discussed during the last episode. Yes. Yes. Listen to you. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I'll tell you what I was thinking as well. You you were talking about, uh, I think you alluded to perhaps even partnering with. another brand or another company to offer something that's more valuable to journalists. So yes. I'm thinking yes. if um, you don't have the data yourself as an organization, mm-hmm. if you can perhaps partner with a data provider and then both of you could feature within whatever report you're creating. So you're obviously saying yes quite a bit. So is that something that you've done as well? Um, that's actually something I'm currently working on. So I can't share the details about that yet. But I, I know there is one, I maybe like a few months ago where a Zoom, they partner with SurveyMonkey to do like a pretty big survey on, I think, just related to remote work. And so that's definitely a partnership that they really leverage. So they publish the report, I think, on both SurveyMonkey's domain as well as on Zoom, and they're able to get links and press mentions that way. And you're able to work with someone who potentially is even bigger than you and really get people interested, especially journalists. 
And what gives you the best chance of generating that link back to your site uh, from those kind of surveys, reports that you're actually uh, producing? Uh, is it simply actually just having the full URL version of your website at the bottom and actually hoping someone gives you a live link as part of that? Is it possible even to get a keyword rich link as part of this as well? I think it will definitely depend. So for the research study that I worked on earlier this year for Dialpad, it was on the state of video conferencing and we were able to get links. I think one thing that I look at is sometimes they might, after I publish a report, they might link to our homepage, for example. They might uh, mention Dialpad and link to that, but not to the report directly. But I want people to get to the, the report and actually find it. So I might reach out in those cases and ask like, oh, thank you for mentioning our report. I'm really happy that you featured it. And it would be great if you can link directly to the actual blog post page. That way people can get there without getting lost. So that's something to try to keep in mind. Like you shouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I need to have this anchor text because that's going to be a bit, you're, you're going to step into a bit of spammy link building. Yeah, exactly. So you want the writer to kind of decide on what that anchor text might be for the most part, but the destination URL where they're actually linking to try your best to get them to link directly to that page instead of something like your homepage. Okay, understood. Okay, so specific URL, but not really keyword rich link is, is, is ideally what you're looking for. Now, if you are successful in getting a great piece of research published on a prominent site, what may happen as a result of that is you get lots of yeah. social media coverage, lots of social mentions as well. What are your thoughts in terms of if Google's awareness of social media, of links from social media, and perhaps even counting anything positively as a result of um, a lot of brand mentions or links that are obviously no follow in the traditional SEO perspective? Is there any SEO value in there at all? I think really the value in that is the visibility that you get on social. So get just more people knowing about that your content exists, that your report exists, that'll open more doors. So if I am a journalist, I'm following this other publication and they share this report, a lot of people are tweeting about it on Twitter. And then I come across that on my Twitter feed, I might be compelled to write my own posts on like a different angle for that report. And so I think it's it's hard to say if Google really counts those links because there are no follow, but they open a lot of doors for more link opportunities. Yeah, that's the, that's a great way to put it, actually, is door opening. Love that perspective. Finally, um, I mean, just in relation to relationships, do you try to keep conversations going with thought leaders, with journalists on an ongoing basis? Do you keep people in a CRM, what are the best ways to keep that relationship warm? So hopefully you can do something else with them in the future. Honestly, I use Google Sheets most of the time to kind of organize everybody. So kind of like tagging people within the sheet, like maybe this journalist covers these topics. And then I, that way, when I go back to my sheet, I can do a control F and find, you know, the specific topic that these journalists cover and then reach out to them when I have something that's relevant. So anything that works for you, can you can use that to sort of organize your contact list. I think 
Also, if let's say you reach out to someone, they really like this report, sometimes they might let you know, like, if you publish anything else in the future, please let us know. And so I make sure to annotate that on my list. And so whenever we publish a new report, I can let them know, like, hey, you know, we previously published this report. Now we just published this new one. I think you might be interested. Um, here are a few interesting stats from it. Make it easier for that person to mention your report, copy and paste that stat and the link into whatever they, that they write. So that's kind of how I would approach that. Yeah, great way, great way. Uh, and just a kind of final question in relation to link building. Is there a link building technique that maybe used to work quite well doesn't really work now, but you're surprised at the number of SEOs that think it is still a good strategy. Yeah. So I think people who are trying to do kind of sky, the sort of skyscraper technique. So which it's basically you find something that is very link worthy, a piece, a type of content that's very link worthy, and you create something that's maybe 10% better than what's out there. And then you go back, you check the link-worthy piece that had gotten a decent amount of links. You look at who had linked to them, and then you reach out to them saying like, hey, I created something that's much better than what you linked to. Can you please link to mine? I think with emails like that, I feel like there's not that much value. Why would I want to spend time going into my uh, CRM and like updating that content? There, there isn't that much extra value for me to change that link. Like, I don't necessarily have time to compare your posts with the posts that I originally linked to. So when I get those types of emails, I'm kind of just like, it's probably not worth my time. I don't see what is the value to me. And so that's always how I think about link building. You need to think about what is the value that you're going to give to the person that you're outreaching to. So that's the key there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you don't have a relationship probably with a person that you're reaching out to. So the reason that they probably linked out to begin with was that they trusted and they knew the resource and they wanted to share it yeah. with their their audience. And perhaps a better long-term approach would be to actually build relationships with up-and-coming bloggers mm -hmm. within your niche who are more open to having conversations, but may well be the go-to authorities in a couple of years' time. Yeah, that's very, that's a really good tip. I think also looking at um, who people who edit content on different blogs, like maybe, you know, there's this new editor, they just got hired at this company, maybe trying to build a relationship with them, like congrats on your promotion or, or not promotion, but um, joining this new company, you know, we'd love to collaborate if there's any opportunities for that in the future. So that's probably potentially some way you can kind of try to build a relationship there without being too creepy, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes me think we need to have some kind of link building brainstorm and some future <laughs> majestic webinar to uh, 101 different novel ways to, to, to build links that still work. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <Perhaps a> <laughs> conversation to to continue at some point. Um, look, yeah, you've shared yeah, what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive, something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? Yeah. So I think when it comes to SEO, there are a lot of teams that might focus on content, but I see SEO as there's like the three pillars of SEO, which is content, links, and technical SEO. And I think all three of these are really essential to SEO. You cannot only focus on one thing. You cannot only focus on content. 
or let's say I only focus on content and technical, but I forget about links. So for example, let's say I create a really awesome piece of content and it takes forever to load. You know, that's not going to be a great user experience and Google is probably not going to rank your page really well for whatever keywords. Now, let's say I have good content, my pages load really fast, but there aren't that many links to my site. And the thing with links, it kind of shows Google like you are a trusted authority on the topic that you are writing about. And if you don't have a bunch of links, then you know Google might be a little bit skeptical about sharing your content. Maybe they don't feel like you are the subject matter expert on this type of content. And so the links really help build that trustworthiness with Google as well as with searchers. And so it's really important to not only focus on one, but these three areas of SEO. Great. Love how you turned a negative into a positive there. Debbie Chu is SEO manager at Dialpad, and you can find her over at DebbieYChu.com. Debbie, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you so much, David. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at SEOin2023.com. Oh, 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 o